Even if you're not a fan of poetry, there's a podcast out there about poetry that might capture your interest. It's called Interesting People Reading Poetry. It's a podcast created by two Minnesota brothers, Brendan and Andrew Sturmer. They're with us right now to talk poetry and podcasting. Hey, you guys, how are you doing? Hey, Kathy, it's great to be here. Thank you doing for joining well. Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Brendan and Andrew. Now, you have been doing this podcast since uh, 2016, I believe. Brendan, how did it start? Well, it started about a year before then. Um, when I was a student at the University of Minnesota Morris, I had a radio show on campus called the Motown Poetry Hour, where I would sort of curate a mix of hip-hop tracks and poetry selections on a given theme. Um, so that was sort of my first experiment in um, poetry and radio, and then it sort of evolved into uh, interesting people reading poetry over the years after conversations with Andy about what a podcast might look like. And by the way, thank you for being in student radio. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a blast. Um, Andrew, or Andy, uh, what did you think when Brendan said, hey, I got this idea? Well, I was really excited um, because my background's as a musician, but I also at the time was getting really interested in audio production and um, I had actually applied to be an intern at a number of podcasts and, um, you know, didn't hear a positive response. So when Brendan offered the chance, I was really excited to, to dig in and, and, you know, start something of our own. I want folks to listen to a little bit of your podcast to get a feel for how it sounds and, and what you're making. My name is Makoto Fujimura. I am an artist. This is part of Four Quartets by T.S. Eliot. Time past and time future allow but a little consciousness. To be conscious is not to be in time, but only in time can the moment in the rose garden, the moment in the arbor where the rain beat, the moment in the drafty church at Smokefall be remembered, involved with past and future. Only through time, time is conquered. That is visual artist Makoto Fujimura reading Four Quarters by T.S. Eliot. Say, uh, Brendan, why did you choose Mr. Fujimura and that poem? And the music, for that matter. Um, well, we actually, our guests are encouraged to choose their favorite poems, so we don't choose any of the poems that appear on the podcast. We reach out to artists that we admire. And our only rule for guest selection is that no poets are allowed on the podcast because we're very interested in hearing how luminaries from diverse disciplines can teach us to approach poems in new ways. So I was familiar with um, Makoto Fujimura as an incredible painter. And I just sent him an email asking if he would be willing to read and talk about his favorite poem. And um, Andy can share a little bit more about how we developed the score for that episode. Go ahead, Andy. Sure. So the music um, was developed. The inspiration was um, through the interview and through some of the research we did, we learned that um, Eliot had been influenced by some of Beethoven's string quartets in um, when he was writing the poem and that um, Makoto also had a, a connection to one of those quartets um, as he was, you know, coming to love this poem. And so we kind of used that as inspiration and then I ended up sampling one of these, a couple lines from the quartet and sort of stretching and warping and otherwise mangling that and then layering some other 
synths on top of that. So it's sort of this idea of the inspiration behind the poem is sort of present there uh, in the background. Did he say why he chose that poem specifically? There's always a story behind something. He did, yeah. In every episode, we after the the, the guest reads the poem for the first time, we sort of uh, ask them questions about um, how they first encountered the poem. And in Mr. Fujimura's case, he first came to read the poem after 9-11. His studio was um, close to ground zero and he was not able to access his studio. And he told us a story of um, reading that poem aloud every time he got onto the subway in New York City in the days and months following 9-11. And it was a, a great source of comfort for him. Now, you have, this is interesting people reading poetry. What's the definition of an interesting person? What makes someone interesting, Brendan? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think I think all people are interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have a problem with our title on that respect. But particularly, we're interested in, um, like I said, artists um, who are not themselves poets. That's very important to us. Um, and we've interviewed everybody on the show from journalists to painters, to uh, a biblical translator, to um, rock stars. Um, so sort of occupational diversity is very important to the concept of the show. And in general, we're just interested in um, people who are sort of like leaders in their field, um, super leading minds and, um, and how they might bring new light to poems uh, that, that poets might read differently. Did how they I... can use the wit. Ah, I, did, I see. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Did I hear uh, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, one of your, was she reading a yeah. poem? Yeah. Yeah. She was one of our, our very first guests and she read uh, a poem and she was incredible. I'd really encourage people to seek out that episode. Do you write poetry yourself? I do. Yes. I, I read and write poetry every day. And how did you b- both get into not only you, Brendan, with the poetry, but Andy with the music. How did that happen for you both? So I, think... I um, have a background in, I've always loved music and um, was trained mainly as a, a drummer and studied jazz um, drum set in college and eventually got into um, jazz composition and arranging, uh, which led to um, other types of music composition and eventually music production and audio production. And Brendan? So that's been kind of my path. Oh, wow. That's quite a path. Brendan? How did we? Get, how did I get interested in poetry? Yeah. Um, I guess I would trace that back to growing up in Montevideo, Minnesota. We had a great artist-in-residence program in the elementary schools. Um, and in fourth grade, we had a poet by the name of Florence Dacey uh, come to my classroom. And I've been writing poetry ever since. Wow. Say, I understand that you have a haiku hotline, which I adore. This is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah. At the end of every every episode, we feature one listener poem. So we encourage listeners to call the haiku hotline. And basically, it doesn't, we encourage people to submit haikus, but it can really be any short poem or fragment. Um, and so they leave us poems in our voicemail inbox, and then we, we select one to play at the end of every episode. I love that. What have you run into? <laughs> I bet you've got some really great ideas and really great entries. Yeah. Um, gosh, we used to have like a different prompt that we would send out on social media to try to get um, specific poems. But the one that's coming to mind most recently um, in our last episode we put out, I was sort of just sorting through our voicemail inbox and came across a poem that was submitted by a nurse at Regent's Hospital. Um, she said, I'm in my break room and 
I just witnessed this um, really troubling uh, encounter, somebody really struggling uh, medically, and she wrote a poem about it and decided to call us, and um, it's a really beautiful reflection. Say, so what do you think about, why, why does this podcast touch people? What is it about the words and the music that resonate with listeners? I think it's a really important experience for people to, to, um, to experience poetry as a sensual and as a oral art form. Um, very often people's, uh, people's experience of poetry is on the page, which is obviously a, a great way to experience it, but it's something completely different to, to hear a poem read aloud and then to have uh, somebody share uh, on a personal level and incorporating in memories and experiences like what the poem means to them. I think it it creates a doorway into the poem for people who otherwise might be um, scared or find the text difficult. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with everything Brendan said. I also think um, that people are drawn to it and it resonates with them because it's um, a different way to experience poetry that's outside of a academic context, you know, where a lot of people may first encounter poetry in high school English class, sort of trying to understand it and analyze it. And we're trying to sort of remove that context and um, present it more as an experience. Um, it's not, uh, our guests aren't usually analyzing the meaning of the, the poem and digging into certain words and what they mean and the phrasing so much as they're sharing their personal connection with it. And I think that uh, connects with people. What a beautiful creative thing. I wish you both well. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you, Kathy. Brendan and Andy Sturmer are the creators of Interesting People Reading Poetry. You can hear their podcast at interestingpeoplereadingpoetry.com.